Hello, this is Alex from the Friends and Flayers podcast. Today I want to talk to you about Anchor. Anchor is legitimately the easiest way to make a podcast. It gives you everything you need to record, edit, and distribute your podcast all in one place. Best of all, it's free. That's right. You're not going to spend a single gold piece, or if you prefer, a dollar, if you're lame, on Anchor. Um, They even distribute to other platforms like Spotify, iTunes, and Google. You easily make money from your podcast. No minimum listeners required. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hi, this is your recaptain speaking, Joel from the Friends and Flayers podcast, here to give you a recap of Dearly Departed Part 2. The party travels further down the road and sees an archway over a driveway. Atop the archway, they see the name of the farm, the Oatlight Farm, and a sign saying, Caravan's Welcome. The main house is made of brick and wood. On the right is a pen, and on the left is a field of wheat. There are goblin effigies lying the path that Callum sold to the farm. In the distance is a tower. On the farm are two other horseless carriages that are broken down like Callum's. One appears to be from Plunetaria. A half-orc girl comes running and waving out of the farmhouse, followed by her human mother. Orlando tries to make the horse look like a unicorn, but the little girl calls him out on it. The mother's name is Becca, and the daughter is named Tara. They ask us where we're going. Orlando tells them we're heading to the festival. Tara recognizes Marhalt from her book, The Adventures of Marhalt. Becca, Talbot, and Callum arrange for our stay and the repair for Callum's carriage. Marhalt reveals himself to be the person on the book. Tara asks for an autograph and rushes to get a pen. Marhalt covers his face. While they're unloading, Orlando hears a beautiful voice singing in the cart from Plunetaria. Reggie and Gorham hear a conversation going on from the first cart. There is an orc and a human guard talking about something coming into his farm and killing his sheep. The guard says he only kills bandits, not monsters. Gorham and Reggie make their way over. Marhalt, embarrassed for being recognized and not remembering his past, and Orlando head over to the Planetaria cart and make a grand entrance. There is a woman in the group Orlando notices. Her name is Tessa. Orlando remembers peering through a keyhole and hearing a conversation. Standing in the hall with him was Tessa. She's surprised to see Orlando, though she tried to play it cool. She pulls Orlando in close and tells him she wants to talk to him in private. The band begins to play another song and Orlando joins in. The orc and the guard are arguing about finding the monster killing his sheep. Gorham comes running up and volunteers. Something comes in the middle of the night and tries to carry off his sheep. He finds them in the morning with their necks broken. It seems to be trying to carry them off. Tara thinks it's a griffin. She has a trap to set up, but it needs fish. Her father says he thinks the pond where the fish are is haunted. His name is Tusk. He says his daughter has all the brains, and he usually works with wheat. Tusk pays Gorham 25 gold pieces to track and kill the monster killing his sheep. Gorham goes to check the sheep pen for other tracks. Aldrin continues to unload the cart. Gorham goes to tell the rest of the group about the monster hunt. Everyone agrees to go except Flan. With that, they head to the pasture. That ends the recap for Dearly Departed Part 2. 
Stay tuned for part three. You make your way to the um, the pasture for the sheep. Um, it's a muddy mess. Um, it seems that it rained not too long ago here. Um, a lot of hoof prints and um, muck are where the sheep are currently are. If you want to, roll a survival check. Okay. Okay. Survival check. All of us? Yeah, anyone that wants to. Uh, 20 on my survival check. Sorry, dudes. I'm rolling hot tonight, and I think that <laughs> if we have to, uh, I think that I... if we have to have someone roll something, I'm just going to take the initiative on that. I rolled <laughs> seven. With your, with your six and your seven, I got to tell you, I'm not holding out much hope. Marha rolled a 12. Aldrin um, rolled a 17. Aldrin and um, Orlando, you guys don't notice anything out of the ordinary. It looks like the footprints are very similar to what you would appear to be the sheep. Um, you don't see anything um, too crazy, but you do notice in the distance um, there's a tree line and it looks like um, a almost perfectly circular tree has been a bite has been taken out of the top of it. Um, you'd have to get closer to see what could have caused that, but there's a giant like divot in the leaves and the branches. I'm going to uh, point ahead and say, I think, uh, I think we should check that out. Check what out? Uh, I gesture the to the, the tree. And I want a minor illusion, a small diagram of a tree. I was like, this is what a tree is supposed to look like. But that tree does not look like that. Mm-hmm. And I gesture back and forth. Gosh, did you see anything in the mud? <laughs> I do not. some sheep tracks. Reggie and I don't really see anything either. So you guys were talking about a tree? What tree? Uh, I point again. Actually, this time I'm going to walk behind uh, the orc. Mm -hmm. Take his head and turn it in the direction of the tree. (laughs) I'm much taller than you. Just as a reminder, you're 5'7", I'm (laughs) 6'5". Um... Alright, well, I'm going to stand beside the, the large orc, and uh, I'm going to gesture a few times, point to my eyes, point to the tree, two two fingers point to my eyes, two fingers point to the tree. Uh, so, kneel, kneel down here, kneel down, kneel down. See things right. from my perspective. Okay. And then I'm going to turn the uh, turn his head. Oh, that tree. Gore, when you, he adjusts your line of sight, you notice... Um, the the op- like the opening in the tree lines up directly towards the um what uh, the stone tower um in the distance. Does anybody else see that stone tower in the distance? I do now. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is a very nice stone tower. Well, it's kind of odd that the bite looks like it leads towards that tower, right? But- that's what, that's what we've been. I'm just gonna start walking towards the bite and the tower. <laughs> I said anything about the tower? I only heard about trees, right, Reggie? Right, you got my back on this one. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, as I walk away, I want a minor illusion the sound of the orb being like, "Do you guys see that the tower in the background? Oh my god!" 
So you guys are walking to the tower? Walking towards the tower. Yeah. All right. You come across an abandoned tower uh, you saw from the farm. It stands about 40 feet. It's made of stone. Um, It looks like it might be a remnant of when the goblins were in power. It has small arrow slits um, that go up the the four stories of the tower. Um, It has no door. It only has an opening where you assume the door was um, when it was in use. It doesn't look like it's in terrible shape. It looks like you probably could, like, enter it without it collapsing on top of you. But you can tell it's been, like, throughout the years, it's worn down. The door still there, or is it in... No, it's gone. It's just an opening. Okay. Um, I will start walking towards the door. Um, I'm going to... See if I see any footprints, if there's any dust or dirt or anything like that. Sure. Yeah, you don't really notice anything um, too out of place. Um, you see a lot of um, like heavy dust. Like It's been years since anyone's been out here. My guess is that from the tree and the lack of prints, the uh, sheep, and that we're dealing with something that flies... Well, Tusk said that his daughter, Tara, thought it was a griffin. Is she the one who called me out on my bullshit with the unicorn? That is the one, yes. Well, she is clearly one of the most intelligent people that I've ever met in my life. (laughs) So she must be on to something. She also said that she could set up a trap if she could get some fish. Well, shoot. Well, it sounds like one of us needs to go... Is there... Or does she say there's like a river or a lake nearby? Yes. Tusk told me that there was water nearby. But he was afraid to go. Because he's a coward. Well, I don't mind going fishing. That sounds enjoyable. I hate fishing. <laughs> I'm gonna... I'll, I'll do a solo trip to go fishing. That's totally alright with me. Is it, um, wait, is it a lake or a river? It, it was like a fishing pond. Um, pond? Perfect. Yeah. Um, uh, Tusk said that it was haunted. At least what the, that's what the locals think. But uh, Gorm never asked what made him think it was haunted. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do, you, do you know which general direction the pond is? Um, if somebody wants to roll a um, survival check, they can probably end up finding it via divining it with Dungeons and Dragons magic. Sponge, oh my God. Sponge, you go, oh, it's that way. And you point, like, <laughs> there's a line from the farm, the tower, to the lake, or to the pond. You're like, yep, right there. You just right, looked well, over there. It's right there. <laughs> I'm gonna start playing the harp again, and I'm gonna make my way towards the pond as I play a pop, pop, pop. As I go into the forest. Oh, so you're just going to continue on? You're not going to investigate this tower? No, I think that 
if I had to decide between trap or no trap, I'm going to opt into the trap. I, I had assumed that we were going to wait for the trap, but I suppose that's up to you guys. I'm going to make my way to the pond because a haunted pond sounds a lot cooler than getting killed by a griffin. You know what happens to the scary movie when the first person leaves the group? <laughs> um, Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> did did Gorin say that it was haunted? The lake? No, no I'm, he I'm didn't. Bring okay. up metagaming. No, I I know. No, I I realize, but I didn't hear that initial conversation. It, it, and if Gorin didn't say anything, then I'm assuming he's going to be perfectly fine fishing on his own. It, oh, it yeah. might have been that Gorm's player didn't hear you, the haunted part while he was trying to scramble and take notes at the same uh, time. I had I had no idea that it was a haunted pond. Uh, well, rather, I know that it's a haunted pond, but Orlando does not know that it is a haunted yeah. pond. He's just like, uh, yeah, I'd rather go fishing than deal with this flying bird that's eating small animals such as myself. So who's, who's going to the pond? Who's going to uh, hang out and check out the tower? Gorham's going for the tower. I'm going to the tower. Marhalt's going to the tower. Aldrin's going to the tower. All right. All right. Let's split the level one party up. That sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're so smart, guys. Hey. We're so smart. We've only known each other for like a day and a half. So, you know. I don't, three, I, three days. Okay. All right, I don't need let's... these buffoons fucking up my fishing. <laughs> all right, you're gonna scare the fish away with all your music anyway. Let's let's start this out um, with the the tower. You guys are making impeccable decisions. <laughs> are Don't you saying always... that we can't peck them? <laughs> I um, sense some sarcasm from the DM. Well, I thought sarcasm. we always made really, really good decisions in this group so yeah let, let's do the tower and then we'll deal with the um the the fishing perfect okay. um yeah you guys um come up to the opening um like i said it seems like it's been years since anyone has been inside this tower as far as you can tell it's about four stories um tall and like i said there's arrow slits on every single floor um it looks like this might have been like some sort of like look out um, for the goblin armies uh, when they were in power. What do you do? Um, I'm going to step up to this door, like I had said, and sure. uh, just kind of peek in a little bit. Yeah. Um, you, stick, you stick your head into the um, bottom floor of the um, tower. It's uh, pretty much empty. There's some um, sacks of um, something sitting on the floor. There is a small um, set of stairs made out of wood, uh, kind of like a um, almost a ladder, but kind of at an angle. So it looks like you could um, climb it pretty easily instead of having to like uh, climb it up as a traditional ladder. But um, kind of the, the, the steps are very narrow. Um, it leads up to uh, what appears to be a second floor. Well, looks like it's all clear on this first floor, guys. All right. Let's go, Reg. Yep. Um, we're doing theater of the mind because I didn't get to draw out all of the, the floors. Um, That's fine. Exactly. So, um, the second, uh, as you climb up the, the, are you climbing up the ladder? 
Uh, I want to check out the bags first. Sure. See what's in there. Um, you open it up. It looks like it was grain that has spoiled a long okay. time ago. Uh, normally, when so things are spoiled, they smell bad. But mm-hmm. it's been spoiled for so long that it doesn't smell anymore. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. Um, should we go to the second floor, Chins? Absolutely. Sure. All right. You climb up to the second floor. Um, you see uh, small bits of furniture that have rotted out. Um, it looks like it's been dry rot. Um, the floor seems pretty dry. Um, you notice some rat, uh, some mouse droppings on the floor. Um, no, nothing that would uh, indicate they're like giant rats or anything like that. This isn't the type of first adventure we're going to be running. Um, uh, this thing um, scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. Me too. What? R-O-U-S's. Oh. Rodents of unusual size. Of unusual size. <laughs> I don't think they exist. Learning about you guys today. Um, but you see another ladder that seems to go up to um, a third floor. Do you guys want to roll a perception check to see if there's anything of um, merit in this room? Yes. The way I've been rolling? No. Sponge, Sponge is like, I go to 20. Ah, 16. Nice. Um... You actually, I have an 11. You, uh, you actually find a small lockbox uh, underneath one of the rotten beds. Um, it, it is currently locked, but it's probably the size of a hand. Okay. I'll throw it in my pack for right now. What, wait, you found a box? Is that what I heard? Yeah, a small lockbox. Lockbox? Mm-hmm. And there is a ladder going up to what appears to be a third floor. Shall we? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, if it's okay with you, I will head up first. Sure. The third floor looks a lot like the second floor. Um, there's rotten furniture. Uh, what what looks to be a desk is in this floor. Um, on the desk, you see um, inkwell that looks like it's been dried up. Um, you see some papers that um, looks like they've uh, dried, like the sun has hit them in a way that it like bleached them. So they're almost unreadable. Um, but really you don't see anything like out of place. It's very dusty. Very, it seems like, like I said, no one's been here for a real long time. Go ahead and roll a, in, um, a perception check to see if you guys find anything of note. No, I rolled an 18. Oh, you rolled an 18. I got a ladies eight. <laughs> Uh, gentlemen six. Uh, Markle, um opens up one of the drawers and peers down and sees two vials. Um, with your paladin training, you know them to be healing potions. Just oh, the standard um, 2d4 plus one healing potions. Wonderful. Which comes to a uh, question. How are we doing loot in this, this campaign? Are we going to do like a... Um, treasury and we pull out of it what people want or how are you guys going to do that that's something you guys can think about yeah well i i will let everybody know so gentlemen i found these two vials of healing potions i assumed i let everybody know about the lockbox on the previous floor so yeah you you guys never said that you weren't because it's a small small place so you guys probably didn't weren't able to hide it even if or you, it would take a lot of effort to hide it. 
yeah. know, roll if you were going to try to hide it. Um, but yeah, the the third the third floor is pretty much empty. Other than that, there is a um, ladder leading up to the fourth floor. Okay, so actually, I will give each one of those guys one of the potions. Okay. Actually, you hang on to one because I have healing spells. Are you sure? Yes. Oh, very well. Thank you. When you guys um, get to the fourth floor, um, there's a lot more stuff in here. Um, the room's full of bird cages, and um, there's a desk. And on top of the desk, there is a. Um, how can I put it? Like um, a shelf full of like cubby holes. They each have like a label on them. Um, does anyone read Goblinoid? No, I do not. So I they're do just not. Gib- gibberish to of all of you. Of course, it's goblins. <laughs> um, so just like the labels on everything is gibberish to you. Um, basically, there's like rolled up scrolls in each one of the, um, not each one of them, but like most of the the cubby holes. There's probably twenty four cubby holes in in all. Um, it looks like this might have been some sort of like rookery for like messenger ravens um, or something like that. But um, that's basically all you see in this room. Um, you guys want to roll a perception check for me? I rolled a 10. 14. Sponge I rolled an 11. Woo! I finally Good got deal. a high roll. <laughs> uh, Joel, um, Gorham hears something. It's faint, but hears someone talking. You can't make out what it is, but it sounds like you sound you hear someone or something um further down, maybe on the ground, but you can't really tell. Gosh, With that, we're voice. going to switch over to Hello. Our boy Orlando Nash. <clears throat> you make it to the fishing pond. Tusk told you about. It appears to be a normal pond and a bit of woods. Uh, the only thing that's out of place is a black rectangular stone jutting out of the water slightly in the middle of the pond. It appears to be about three feet across and about a foot front to back. You can't tell how d- deep the, the stone goes in the murky, murky brown water. I would like to turn around and I say, hey guys, do you... Only to realize that no one is there. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go to the, I would like to just sort of look around and see if there's anything on the op, the end of the pond opposite, opposite of this strange black rock. Sure. It's kind of in the middle of the, the pond. The pond's not very big. Uh, okay. It's, it's as far as you can see. Um, it's probably like about 50 feet across. Um, so about 25 okay. feet is where the, the rock is. This map doesn't have it because I just found this map on the internet. We're using a little bit of imagination. You know, this game is uh, the hallmark. Um, for for what it's worth, the map has not changed, so I don't know if you actually oh, have one I there. switch you over? Narp. Sorry about that, bud. Oh, you're good. I was, just, I was using my imagination so hard! <laughs> um, go ahead and roll a perception check right. for me. Going back to... 
also, you'll have to forgive the laughter every once in a while. This is watching Grace and Frankie, which, if you don't know, is a hysterical show. That is a 14. A 14. Um, you notice something different. Something odd about this, this uh, pond. You're not anywhere mm-hmm. near the sea, but you smell like salt water. Oh, strange. It's very brackish. Brackish? Brackish is a, a mixture of salt water, like fresh water and salt water. It's not 100% one or 100% the other, so that's that's okay. the meaning of brackish. Vocabulary. Um, How do you fish? Uh, I'm going to... My, I would like to walk up onto this rock here and look into the water. Are there many fish around? Um, it's actually a murky brown water lake. Think of Guilford Lake oh, so I in can't even... Ohio. <laughs> gotcha. So I can't even see if there are any fish <coughs> Um, not as far as you can tell. Um, you see some shadows in the water um, with your 14. Um, but um, like, you, you, you assume there are fish in there. It's just you don't know what kind of fish or anything like that. I would like to step back mm-hmm. and um, take one of the branches from this bush here. Okay. That's beside me. And uh, I'm going to rip off one of the small branches and throw it into the water. Sure. Because I am definitely curious about why this brackish sea is here instead of just a regular pond. Sure. Um, you throw the branch as far as you can. Um, it makes a splashing noise. Um, as the the water starts to settle, you see bubbles um, come up from the pond. Hmm. Well, that's not usual. Uh, I'm going to rip off another branch and throw it in and see what happens. It splashes again. You see more bubbles as the water settles. Hmm. Roll a perception check. Another 14. Alright. It is unable to evade your gorgeous bard eyes. It you see a head uh, peek out of the water. Um, it appears to be a fish, but okay. um, it you you gleam that there's intelligence behind its eyes. It. Um, I would the, like the, to pull out some of my food rations, and I fall to one knee, and I say, "I come in peace." It um, starts trudging up the. Um, the shore of the the pond um it's a humanoid shape um purple mm-hmm. skin it wears um like a brown like tunic that's like covered in rips and holes and mud and um around its neck you see a necklace um there's a brown rock it's the shape of a like a rectangle with a, a strange symbol on it um it's uh, tied at the waist with some cord. It's carrying a shield mm-hmm. and um, a spear. It it like gurgles at you. It's the only way uh, you could uh, um, describe it. It yells. Hmm. Roll initiative. Jeez Louise. But of course, I didn't want to fight. But you left me. 
No choice. Damn murlocs. Twelve. Well, good good thing that it... I should put it on this. Put it on the screen. Um, good thing for you, it rolled a four. So, right. you will um, be going first. So, I don't want to immediately attack, but can I, like, save my action to, like, jump out of the way, or is that only a monk thing? Um, you can delay. That's, that's no problem. Um. Well, I'm concerned if I delay that it's just gonna one-shot. I mean, you can always, you can always try, uh, Can I ready a spell? Yeah. Okay, I would like to ready Dissonant Whispers if it charges me. Okay. So you're readying a spell, Dissonant Whispers, if it comes towards you. Or you right. say... If it, like, charges towards me in a okay. hostile manner. It charges you at a hostile manner. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Um, I whisper a discordant melody that only one creature of my choice can hear within range. It needs to make a wisdom saving throw against a DC 15. It rolled a whopping two. Alright. So what does your spell do? Uh, my spell does seven damage, uh, seven psychic damage, and it must immediately use its reaction to move as far away as its speed allows away from me. Okay. The creature does not move into obviously dangerous ground. Yeah, you see it, um, grab its, its fish head and go, and start running, um, into back into the water. Um, it starts swimming <laughs> frantically um, as it's uh, scared scared of you. It is your turn again. Um, well, I never wanted to fight it in the first place. Mm-hmm. So, can I like throw some more food rations at it? <laughs> this is starting to feel like Safari Zone in Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Yeah, don't just fight. Throw... Just eat with me. Just eat the food. Uh, roll, roll a charisma check. With that too, I'll say if you have um, persuasion, I'll let you let you use it. Oh, oh, your boy's got persuasion. Sixteen. All right. Um, you're using your body language to communicate because it doesn't seem like you share a similar similar language. Um, but it like eyes you. I would like to do the Plunitarian dance of peace. <laughs> Not that it's going to know what that is, but I sort of do like an electric slide gesture side to side, and then I do like right leg back, right leg back, sort of like lean back with it, and then mm-hmm. left leg forward, left leg forward, uh, right shoulder forward. And unexpectedly, okay. you just hear in the background. <laughs> Actually, could I also play the harp while I'm doing this dance, hoping to uh, maybe it'll join in, maybe it'll feel the music and do its own dance of peace. Go ahead, roll a performance check. That is a twelve. This Not is my why best. I love bards. Uh, I feel like, given the fact that I just watched a purple water-covered monster approach me in a hostile manner. My ability to play the harp is not all there. But it's a 16 for the persuasion. And I'm going to throw some more food. 
you see three of his buddies come out of the water. Or two two of his buddies, sorry. There's three of them in total now. I would uh, like to throw food to them too. <laughs> they they look at they look at their friend and then look at you and they um ready their spears. Jesus. I'm gonna put my hands up and just walk backwards slowly. Sure. See what they do. Yeah, they, they, they hold their spears and they like kinda like sink into the water a little bit. Um yeah. Um roll an insight check. Nine. Yeah, you have no idea why fish people are attacking you. You have no idea yeah. at all. Uh, I don't think they're necessarily hostile. I just think that I'm a foreign <laughs> entity in their land. Um, goodness gracious. Since I have re- no real way to communicate with them and they don't like my dance of peace, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to minor illusion a large splashing sound. Mm-hmm. behind them as though a giant rock just fell into the pond and make sure. a break for it. Alright. Yeah, you do so um, pretty handily. And uh, where are you heading to? Uh, back the way I came, but this okay. time my heart playing is a little more faster paced <laughs> as I'm running through the forest. <laughs>